Hi, welcome to another episode of Youth View, a podcast by Skilled Creative. We are your hosts, Maddie, Brie, and Alexis. Today we're going to be talking about all elements of musical theatre, including what happens on stage and behind the curtain. As well as an interview with Jessica Cox. So, before we get into the interview with Jess, we will be discussing the world of behind the scenes. This includes lighting, tech, sound, costumes, props, and anything you could imagine. We'll be giving our point of view as three students who have been participating in the entertainment class for over six months. So before we get started, how is everyone going? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great, thanks. That's really good. So since we're doing a podcast on musical theatre, what are your guys' interests in that genre? Um, It's definitely like the music side of it, definitely. Um, I've been in a couple productions, one when I was like year six, another one I was like year eight. Um, Not very big productions, but they were fun, you know, to get the experience. I've seen backstage and everything. Oh yeah, yeah it's been awesome. really fun. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, I'm glad. What about you, Maddie? Yeah, um, I'm into dancing. I've been dancing since the age of like five. Um, I did quit when I was 12 though because I did have a little mishap happen. And what was that? Um, I may or may not have dropped a girl on her head while we were performing. <laughs> How what? did that happen? <laughs> um, okay, so we were. Perf- this was our second night performing, and my mum was there, so I wasn't really concentrating which I should have learnt my lesson by then. Um, and then I was meant to catch her. She was going into a aerial, which is a cartwheel without hands. And I went to catch her and I completely like misjudged where she was going to land and everything. And I dropped her. Oh my God. And I started bawling my eyes out on stage in front of everyone whilst dancing at the same time, because like... Obviously, I can't just stand there and do nothing. Center stage, yeah. And then I walked off stage when the dance was finished and everyone was like, oh my God, Maddie, like, why'd you do that? Like, what happened? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. And then I never went back. I'm like, no. (laughs) So, Brie, what are your experiences and interests in the musical theatre world? Well, not as much musical theatre, but definitely, like theatre in general like drama acting all that stuff I've been into like drama since like year seven like really into drama since year seven and I used to do it in primary school and stuff and then just got more experienced I guess as the years went on I've done Star Shock a couple years in a row and I really enjoy it you got more confident definitely yeah So before we get into our discussion about the entertainment industry, we're going to be playing Pressure in a Box. Pressure in a Box is where we have a box with questions in it and we answer them as fast as we can. Okay, so who's going first? I reckon I'll take the on it. Okay. What's the worst thing you've ever done at work? Um, I'm not going to disclose where I work because I might get fired for this, but I do steal the flakes from the stock age. (laughs) If I'm ever having a really bad shift and I just, I need a break, I'll go in there, hide behind the little cage and I'll um, stuff my face. Yep. With flakes? Yum. Okay, Definitely. that's fair enough. Okay, now it's my turn. What superpower would you choose if you could have one? I think I would choose either shape shifting or mind reading, but only when I need to or want to read minds. I don't want to read minds all the time. That would drive me nuts. Okay, Maddie, it's your turn. 
Okie doke. Um, okay. Favourite artist and why? Um, I'd probably say Slipknot. Like, they have a, like, a very big variety of different sort of songs. Um, like, some are not as heavy as the others, and I just find peace at listening to them. Like, it's not definitely the type of music you'd fall asleep to, but it's just, it takes all your anger away, and like, yeah, it's just, they're good artists. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. That's always good if it just takes away emotions, negative emotions. Yeah. Okay, Alexis, back to you. Favourite hobby? Okay, um, I love to do makeup. I absolutely love it. Um, thinking about being a makeup artist when I leave school, not too sure about it though. Yeah, it's really fun for me. Yeah, I've seen you do makeup before. You're incredibly talented. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I yeah, could no, never do that. <laughs> no, I, look, I can do a nice wing or some face <laughs> makeup. Other than that, no, not at all. Okay, now it's my turn. Least favourite food? I actually, I'm a very picky eater, so it's probably a lot of things, but I think it would be onion. I sit at the dinner table and pick out every single little piece of onion from whatever we're eating because the rest of my family eats onion. Yeah, no, I can't stand it. I don't know what it is about it, but it makes me feel like I want to throw up. I love onions on sausage rolls or not sausage rolls, like sausage sandwiches. Oh, yeah, no, I get what you mean, but like I just, I can't. I can never eat onion. It doesn't matter yeah. what it's in. If it's mixed in with something, the smallest pieces I will find and I will sit there picking it out before <laughs> I eat it. Like I don't have the patience for that. Yeah, no. Okay, Mandy, it's your turn. If I had a time machine, what would I do? I'd go back to the 2006 spec era of cars. Like It is the coolest thing and they had the most like done up cars and they just it, it just seemed so non-judgmental back then with like unproblematic yeah yeah with like the car community like nowadays everyone's just so judgmental if you don't have like the right rims on or your cars on bags or whatever just back then the cars were so cool and there was just you could do whatever you wanted with them and you wouldn't get judgment for it so it's like it was a lot more peaceful yeah it was yeah no i get what you mean that's fair enough so i think we're just going to do one more round of pressure in a box so is my turn yeah all right what's the most reckless thing you've done most reckless thing i've ever done is definitely being in the back seat of my friend sister's car going down a main road at like 80 um and us all sticking our bodies out of the window and just you know living the life yeah that sounds fun as okay now it's my turn what's your favorite movie and why i think my favorite movie of all time is probably 10 things i hate about you with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. That's a good show. No, it's such a good movie. It's such an incredible movie. The, like, the scene, like the poem scene. Yeah. Nah, cannot get over it. Ever since um, I was in hospital getting my appendix out, I watched that movie. My mum put it on TV and she's like, oh my God, I love this movie. And so we started watching it. And ever since then, it's been one of my favourite movies. In my opinion, one of the best Heath Ledger movies ever. Oh yeah, 100%. Okay, Maddie, it's your turn. Favourite weird food combo? I do actually like Macca's fries in their soft serve. Oh, yeah. That stuff's good. It is so good. You never Have you ever had no. it? No. Macca's fries with sweet and sour? I No, you know what I actually like? We're talking about fries and ice cream. Um, I do actually like Macca's fries in slushy. 
I have never had that, but I feel like it would be really gross. Yeah. You want to know why it tastes so good? Because Maccas, um, before they're sent to Maccas, they are dipped in sugar water. What, the fries? Yeah, they're, they're dipped in the batter, right? Then they're frozen, then they're dipped in sugar water and then packaged to Maccas. That's why they taste so good, because they're literally just like potato in sugar. So the next segment of our podcast is an interview with Jessica Cock. Jessica has starred in many productions such as Miss Saigon, Rent, Legally Blonde and most recently Heather's The Musical, playing none other than Veronica Sawyer. Jess studies music and entertainment industries at Macquarie University. All right, let's get into it. Hey Jess, welcome to the podcast. I'm Bree. Hi. G'day. I'm Alexis. Oh my God, hello. How are you going? Good, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm Maddie. Hello. <laughs> So we just have a couple questions for you today. Alexis, would you like to ask the first one? Yes. What was the audition process like or what, like an overall? The audition process was actually quite simple for me because, well, I knew um, Joe, the choreographer, previously because we had done Be More Chill together with a different society. There were a lot of online audition slots still for the show and I had one of those, but I hate auditioning online. So I said to Joe, please, for the love of God, give me an in-person audition slot and he was like okay so um he got me that went in sung my song that I prepared did a reading did a dance audition and that was pretty much it for that night it was very it went very smoothly and then I got a call I don't remember if it was that night or a few days after about the callbacks and the callbacks were very like intimidating because there were four girls called back for Veronica and three guys called back for JD. One of the girls that was called back for Veronica, she ended up being Chandler originally. She was a redhead. Her name was Laura. But then when it got postponed the first time, she had to quit. And then another girl that was called back for Veronica, Claire, ended up being Chandler the second time we did it anyway. So that night was very fun. They sort of paired us to do readings. I got paired with Jason off the bat, so that was fun. Then we all sort of were in the same room, all the JDs and Veronicas, and they made us like in front of each other sing 17 in different pairings. Like they just kept swapping us in and out to sing, which was very intimidating, but you know, we get through. So I sung with Jason again and um, another guy called Tom. He played another character in the show. He was Ram. Yeah, that was really fun. And then after we did our the singing portion of that, we all were in the foyer, we're getting to know each other. And then they called us in in pairs to do the reading. And Jason and I were the last people called in for that reading. And after we finished the reading, they told us in the room that they were going to cast us. So they had already made the decision before we even did the reading. <laughs> but yeah, so that was pretty fun. I do have a question. We didn't script this question. But um, have you noticed that like with the auditioning process, is it generally how good you are as a performer or your attitude towards it? Or is it a mix of both? Uh, it's definitely a mix of both, but people on a panel, and I know this because I've been on a panel before, like doing school stuff, they're so turned off by like people that come in overly confident and people that are really shy. You just have to be normal. And I think that part of auditioning has come very easily to me. Like I always walk in and I'm like, all right, I don't give a single F about <laughs> like anything. So it, it's always like, you just have to be a chill person and you just got to be flexible. Like if they ask you to sing it again, just be like, yeah, all right, you can't be bothered. And I think that already on a panel, they're like, oh, this is a good person to work with. They're not going to be a 
annoying, but they're also not going to be too shy that they can't perform. And if you're good as well, then it's even better. Because <laughs> obviously they're not going to cast you if you're bad. But, <laughs> but the attitude is a big... And I spoke to Monique who is the director of that show. And she said there were people that, that could have easily sung it. A lot of people can, but it's it's very much like what she envisioned. She wanted the character to be, came through in how I presented myself walking into that room. Yeah, that's awesome. Next question we have is, is there anything you wish you knew before you went into the musical industry? That's a really good question, actually. I wish I knew that art school doesn't matter. In what way? Well, like it matters that, you you know, you're talented. And if you can find a school that is going to actually help you increase your skills, that's all well and good. But no one in, even in professional settings, no one looks at your CV and is like, oh my God, they went to NIDA. They must be really good. No one does that. And I know so many people that haven't had an agent, hadn't been to any art school and gotten lead roles in professional productions. I have a friend called Harrison Ryan. He was Mike TV and Charlie and Chocolate Factory. He's never been to an art school in his life. And now he's in Cursed Child in Melbourne. No one gives a single F about like where you've been to school. And I wish that went at the end of high school when I was freaking out going, oh my God, I haven't gotten into any of these really prestigious musical theatre courses and having breakdowns about it that it actually did not matter at all. People don't care. Yeah, like you want to do courses that make you employable. And it's seriously in this industry, I just wish that I realised that it's not what you know, but it's who you know. You really have to know people and the more stuff that you do, the more people that you know. You just have to keep doing stuff. And I've been given opportunities to do stuff because I've known people. Even like just getting that audition slot from Joe. And is there anything you would tell yourself before you got into the industry? That I'm good enough. (laughs) I just tell myself that I'm good enough. There's so many insecure people in this industry because everyone's just constantly worried that they're not good enough to do anything. But everyone fits a character. Everyone can play a character. If someone's not your character type, whatever, you do another character. (laughs) Everyone's always good enough. If you could have dinner with two people dead or alive, who would they be? That's a really good question. That is really hard. That is a really hard question. Oh God. I like that the first thing that came to my head was like my parents <laughs> they're alive <laughs> made them sound like they were dead no i just no honestly i'm in this state where i've realized that like famous people are just people because all my friends are like starting to get successful i'm like oh so like my immediate thought was i just have dinner with jason and my mom <laughs> that's it honestly i just because i love them a lot and i want to surround myself with people i love self-love baby <laughs> um i do have another question um what's your favorite musical you've performed in what was like the most fun for you or the you got the most out of miss saigon when i did miss saigon that was probably the best musical theater experience i've ever had in my entire life and that was only in february this year it got postponed twice there were three sets of dates um that it was supposed to be on it was supposed to be on in my final year of high school and it was supposed to open on my 18th birthday and i was so like and then covid I love 2020 for that. And then it got postponed because COVID, because the second lockdown, 2021. And then it finally got put on this year. And so I literally had played that character for like two and a half years, like nonstop, like rehearsal twice a week, every week for two and a half years. Yeah. And so when I finally did it, I was like, this is just the most fun I've ever had and usually when I get on stage I do this thing where like I'll start a scene and then I'll just completely black out and then I'll get off stage and be like oh I've just done that (laughs) so Miss Saigon was like the first time I was completely present on stage because I'd rehearsed this character so much that like it was just completely muscle memory there was not a single thing I was ever gonna forget there was like one time I forgot a line out of 12 shows so I was like Bob's your uncle mate exactly yeah it was just I am a vocalist first and it was a show that was completely sung through there was no like dialogue in between stuff it's it's an operetta basically 
basically. That character is strong female character. You know, she goes through, she's really naive, then she falls in love, then, you know, she has some bad shit happen to her, she becomes a badass, does, you know, everything to protect her and her child, and then at the end she's like, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I'm gonna give my life for my child and stuff. You know, she's very strong, and it was, it was a really nice character to play. Yeah, honestly. Tragic, but she's a girl boss. <laughs> Kim, good old Kim. Yeah, but that was probably the most fun, as well as um, Notable Theatre Company is just a really good amateur um, theatre company. They're, like, bordering on pro-am, but they're just really friendly, and especially to their talent. Like, they're they're extremely um, helpful, and they're, they're, like, they're musical directors and stuff. They're so smart. Like, they know exactly what they're doing. It's like, you can get, like, a professional-level cast. That The only thing that separates them from being professional is that they're not being paid, and it's just practice. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I just have another quick question. What musical is, like, your dream musical to perform in? See, a lot of people have asked me this question in, like, the last month. Every single time someone asks me this question, I go back to Kim. Like, I want to play Kim professionally. That's my dream. Always been my dream role. And when I played it, I was like, this is a surreal moment. It just, it fits me so well, I think. It's, like, my exact casting type. Like, honestly, it's a dream, that one. Another dream role that's close second is I want to play Natalie in Next to Normal. What advice would you give to young aspiring musical theatre performers? Do as much as you can. I struggled a lot when I came into doing musicals because I felt like I was very behind. I was 14, so I wasn't. Especially growing up around a bunch of girls, right? Everyone's in dance class from a young age. Everyone's doing piano lessons and whatnot. I couldn't read music. I couldn't dance properly. I was not a great singer. I was I was just lacking practice and I felt like so many people were ahead of me. And the only way that I got better is that I just kept doing stuff all the time. It was just consistent. And not like in an overwhelming respect because I get it. Like I have ADHD so like I will procrastinate everything. I will feel like absolute garbage. Like if yeah like I will get overwhelmed very easily so I can understand that like when someone's like just do as much as you can it's like yeah like that's too much. But like I <laughs> just like you know I mean, like, just be in as many productions as you can, do as many performances as you can, just sign up for it. Because the act of signing up for it, it's going to be stressful <laughs> Get like when you get to those, like, days before, because you'll be like, oh my god, I haven't done anything. Um, <laughs> but, like, just sign up for as many, like, performances and as you can, because the more you do, the more confident you'll feel doing other stuff. Because now I feel like I'm at the point where I've done so many things that I can walk into any audition room and just be like, all right, let's go (laughs) you know like I don't think about it anymore and I used to like a lot when I first started I used to be so nervous about everything but um yeah also another good piece of advice that I will say just quickly is do try and do theater with people that are that are older than you the more you're around adults the more confident you feel because they look at you and they're like oh you're a kid how are you doing this you know, you get gassed up pretty quickly by adults when you're a kid. So I'd say definitely do theatre with adults. Thank you so much for talking to us, Jess. That was very insightful. No problem. See you guys. So I think that's a wrap for our episode today. Thank you to Jess for coming on this podcast. And most of all, biggest thanks to Skilled Creator for making this podcast possible. We had so much fun talking about what we are most passionate about. And I hope you all enjoyed this as much as we did. Thank you all for joining us. We are your hosts, Alexis, Bree, and Maddie. And you're listening to Youth View, a podcast by Skilled Creative.